Welcome to the Matt Report, the number one WordPress business podcast. This isn't geek speak. It's about the journey of success and failure as a WordPress entrepreneur. Get ready. You're just an episode away from your next aha experience or big idea. And now your host, Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of The Matt Report. Um, this is a different kind of episode. I'm sitting down with a good buddy of mine, Brian Castle. He's my first repeat customer <laughs> to The Matt Report. Uh, I've interviewed him in the past, and this time I'm having more of a sort of informal discussion about his recent uh, endeavor in launching his own self-published uh, ebook, Design for Conversions, and... We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about what it was like to sort of plan for doing a book, marketing this book, some of the pitfalls, some of the successes, um, pricing and adding value and stuff like that. I'm also going to put them on the hot seat. Um, give me a few pointers uh, looking at themattreport.com because I'll be soon, hopefully, <laughs> launching uh, the Matt Report Pro, which you'll get more information about. You know, I've been asking about it for a few episodes now on um, monetizing the site and some of your ideas. I'm going to put some of those into action so I'm going to ask uh, Brian, how, do, how does he think I can convert um, folks coming to the site and how to get uh, the proper call to actions uh, down and ready to go? You'll learn the same thing. Uh, so I, I'm excited for this episode. If you stick around to the end, he's going to have uh, a special way for you to save 20% off of any one of his uh, packages for the book, for the consulting, and for the added bonus stuff. So do stick around for that. As always, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. Will you be uh, in tune with everything that we have going on here? And if you're, if you're just finding me on, on iTunes, I have a website. It's just mattreport, right? Mattreport.com. Uh, check that out. Uh, not only do the interviews and podcasts go up there, but I also do some blogging stuff. Uh, recently wrote about uh, SEO slides, a new contender to sort of... Um, slideshare.net or Google presentation. This is a, a plugin that's being uh, produced by uh, TenUp and uh, a conjunction of other folks uh, that are working on it. And it was a good write-up, good interview. It's actually my first written email interview uh, with Jake Goldman, founder of TenUp. So uh, do check the site out for that and uh, enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, here's my chat with Brian Castle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another amazing episode of The Matt Report. This is actually a special episode. Uh, this is my first repeat customer, Brian Castle. Brian, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Matt. Good to be back. Uh, so a lot has happened over the course of the like, over a year now since we've chatted. And, uh, you know, if you want to go back and listen uh, to uh, Brian's episode, we'll link that up in the show notes. We're not going to dive into the who Brian is and what he's been what he's done all of his life. We've got plenty of that stuff uh, in the first episode. But uh, Brian, founder of Restaurant Engine and now newly freshly minted design for conversions book. Uh, and he's going to join us today to kind of talk about that and what that journey was like to launch this book. But uh, how's things going uh, with Restaurant Engine? Got, a, got an update for us on that end? Uh, let's see. So, I mean, nothing too exciting. I mean, it's still still going strong. You know, I've been, been running Restaurant Engine for, let's see, I guess it's almost two years now, I think, yep. um, since, since it was actually launched. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, going, going great. You know, the, the team is starting to grow. Uh, customer support is is you know, kind of always having those like scaling up issues, but I, you know, nothing, nothing unmanageable at this point. Um, 
So, uh, you know, that, that's been going really great. That, that's kind of the, the bulk of how I spend my days these days is running Restaurant Engine. Um, uh, the past year has just been kind of crazy, just getting involved in so many different things and then trying to trim, trim things down and, and yeah. stay focused. Um, so uh, kind of a roller coaster year in, in that sense. But, um, you know, Restaurant Engine has been going great. I think one, one big focus for me, aside from doing the book, this year has been um, kind of a renewed focus on my blog and, and my newsletter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been blogging for, for like almost five years or, or over five years, but I, ha- I haven't really started a newsletter until this year, which is way too late, but I guess uh, better late than never. So yeah, um, that, that's been kind of a new focus. Yeah. If anything, if, if you take anything away from this episode, uh, folks, it's start your newsletter right away. <laughs> start growing that list now. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things that like, I think if if you do blog, then you should be then you should have a newsletter. I, I think that a blog and and an email newsletter kind of go hand in hand, and and not many not enough people make that connection. You know, mm-hmm. um, so many people just kind of blog and and hope that their posts gain traction. But really, what you want to do is is grow an audience and and you know uh, build up that that relationship over time. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, you know, one of the new things, not new, but newer things for you or re, re-entry into is uh, back to consulting, um, which I'm assuming uh, sort of led you down the path to say, you know what, it's time to write an ebook, time to uh, put my thoughts into something more, uh, you know, concrete, more professional. What made you, uh, made you make that step back into the consulting ring? Uh, well, actually, I started work on the book uh, a few months before I, I got back into consulting. Um, uh, so, so I did take about a year off from, from consulting. I had been doing you know, freelance and, and uh, you know, web design consulting for uh, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then I, and then I stopped to focus solely on, on Restaurant Engine and, and a few other projects. Um, later this year, so about uh, two months ago or so, I... I kind of returned to consulting a little bit um, for a few reasons. You know, one is I, I had been working on products for the, for that that has been my focus for the last uh, year or two. So I wanted to kind of take all the things that I've been learning um, and apply the, that that stuff um, for for clients. So so kind of changing the way that uh, changing kind of what my consulting services looked like. You know, before it was just kind of run of the mill design and development services. Now it's more. Um, you know, I'll work with you on your product, uh, your, your message, uh, marketing strategy, and then that that might lead into a design project. But mm. but really, it's much more um, focused on on the strategy up front. Mm. Um, so you know, it's just that really just makes consulting way more enjoyable for me. You know, yeah. when I kind of look at it that way. Yeah. Um, another reason is, um, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's no getting around it. You know, the, the cash flow benefits of, of consulting versus um, building a, a SaaS business. I mean, the the SaaS model is is great and it is very powerful over time, but um, it doesn't give you that that cash infusion um, that that you need. And so, what I'm kind of looking at right now is really growing the company um, beyond just me. I mean, I have a few people now, but um, uh, really just kind of to to get that that growth, um, it, it does require some kind of capital. Um, and I I've always preferred you know self uh, just in, investing with using my own funds and using using customer and, and client revenue rather than you know seeking investment and, and things like that. I, I'm very much uh, the bootstrapped mentality. So I, I try to. So I'm kind of looking at the consulting thing as a way of kind of funding the growth of of, of the company and moving 
for, for, the, for the foreseeable future. Right. The, uh, and then the undertaking of writing a book during all of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of I, I do remember you setting up your milestones. Um, you know, I, I don't remember them word for word, but I remember you, you know, saying something like, you know, I, I have to write 2,000 words today or, you know, 3,000 words in the book today. You know, I remember seeing those tweets kind of fly by. Uh, how important was it to have those, those deadlines and those goals set up and, you know, how difficult was it as well? Yeah, I mean the deadlines were, were huge. Um, uh, so initially, when I when I first kind of made the decision, I'm I'm going to write a book. I mean, it's something that I had been that I'd wanted to do for for a long time. I'd been thinking about doing it someday, and then this year I was like, okay, we might as well do it now. Um, I kind of had something that I re I really felt passionate about about writing um, this idea of of design for conversions, which was basically um, uh, kind of connecting the dots between um, Learning uh, design techniques, but also learning marketing, because that's kind of what I've what I've been focused on for the last few years is is learning both of those things simultaneously. Mm. Um, there's a ton of content out there for uh, to learn about marketing, you know, and 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 marketing tactics and and strategies and all that stuff. And of course, there's a ton of design education and tutorials out there, but there isn't too much that really kind of bridges the gap. You know, how does how does this marketing strategy translate to the screen and translate to um, the way you, you roll out a product, um, specifically like a marketing website for a new product? Hmm. So that's kind of something that I that I felt was was missing. So so that was kind of the idea to to get the book going. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a ramble. So back to the question. <laughs> uh, uh, so the the yeah setting deadlines. I mean, I think I started. I started work on the book. I think it was like June or July of this year, um, and my original plan was to was to set a six month deadline because I, I thought you know writing a book is huge. It's going to take me six months to do this, um, and actually pretty quickly into it, like two or three weeks into it, I, I was making a lot of progress really quickly, um, and I was just kind of mapping out the year ahead. And I decided to cut that six month deadline down to three months, um, and just really kind of. You know, light a fire up <laughs> under my ass and get, and get this thing done in, yep. within three months, um, and it, and it worked. I mean, I had that deadline in mind, and then I just mapped out between point A, you know, today, and point B, three months from now, what needs to get done, and then I broke it down into month by month. These are the things that I need to hit every month, and then week by week. Um, so every week, I, I knew that I needed to write this many words. I knew I needed to. Um, I mean, it's not just writing. You know, you have to put the the, the outline together, um, writing the chapters, designing the landing page, redesigning the landing page, getting it ready to launch, mm -hmm. writing a, a ton of articles. Um, I did a lot of guest article writing. Um, I prepared a number of video interviews that are that are kind of packaged with with uh, some of the higher plans um, and some type uh, templates and things. So there was just a lot of preparation that went into it. So I actually just, like mapped out all this stuff early on in the process. And then, as every week went by, it was like, all right, well, I already know what I need to do. The, you know, it's, now it's just time to execute. Mm -hmm. So, um, I didn't have to spend too much time like debating, like, okay, what am I going to work on today? What, what's going to be on the to-do list this week? It's just like, what's what's next in the list? Just right. go through it. Well, it sounds like you put a lot of groundwork into into the planning stages. So, what was that? I, how much time did you spend on that? I mean, can you can you even gauge that, or was it more of a, a working? Um, plan as you went along you said okay because i mean you really drilled it down by from the day to the weeks to the months 
Uh, did you just sit down and do it all in one fell swoop, or did you kind of just grow it yeah. as you went? Um, yeah, I mean, I did, you know, I, I guess I kind of spent like an afternoon really writing it all down in, in my notebook. Um, and, and then I wrote a blog post about it. Um, uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of like a day's effort, but it, it's a bunch of ideas that had been floating around for weeks before that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once I had it all written down and, 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 and fully planned out, um, the first few weeks of that, I, I really... I was I would literally like like cross out each item as I get through it, um, and then like kind of halfway through the process, like a month or two into it, um, it wasn't that rigid. I mean, I I knew what needed to get done, and I was just kind of heads down writing most of the time, and and um, you know I didn't I didn't necessarily follow the list exactly, but but things got done you know on, on time. So right, and I I say it that way because. I think a lot of sort of the entrepreneurs, the people who are listening to this show are just like, you know what? I'm going to write a book. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go right at it. I'm just going to start typing <laughs> uh, without any kind of plan. And then they kind of burn themselves out because they either sit down and just go nuts for one full day and then, you know, they, they just can't do it anymore. Um, so, I mean, that plan kept you grounded, uh, or at least it seems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having the plan was huge. Um, it, it is really, you know, when you're embarking on one of these huge projects that you know is, is for, I mean, for me, writing a book like this was definitely a, a much larger writing project than I had ever done in my life. So mm. I was kind of, you know, going into it, I was a little, um, you know, intimidated. But, um, but yeah, like having that plan in place is is huge because, like you said, I mean, if you just kind of start writing and you don't really have um, goals and and like a hit list of things that, that need to get done and, and a, an idea, like a topic that, that really kind of resonates and makes sense. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of lose steam after a while. Right. Uh, and, uh, so I, I think that is really important. Right. The, uh, the title of the book designed for conversions, first title, 17th title, <laughs> how many times did you go through it? <laughs> um, I think it, it might've been like, like, the first idea or, or one of the, yeah, I, I didn't really spend a, a ton of time, um, uh, you know, debating different titles, um, for this one. I, I think, I think that one just kind of made sense as soon as I thought about it. Um, I'm not sure exactly like when I came up with the title, but it, it was pretty early on in, in the process. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic title actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's always interesting to wonder like, you know, I, I I can't even begin to to throw out any of the titles that I would come up with if I were writing <laughs> writing a book. But I know I would sit there forever, just pondering that for hours, if not days and months and weeks, um, to get it right because uh, that's just the just the way I am. Um, so you launch the book. Um, fast forward everything. Um, you write the book. Uh, you launch the book. Uh, a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I think it's about. About two weeks ago. About two weeks uh, ago. From, from today. Um, what did you do planning for, for, to market the actual book? Um, you mentioned some things about guest blogging and, and stuff like that. Uh, any, any tips for folks who are looking to do this themselves that they should kind of get their house in order? Yeah, sure. And, you know, the thing to keep in mind about, so I'll go into what I did, and I've been blogging about all this. Um, guest, guest blogging was, was a big part of it. Um, but the really important tip that I want to convey here is, the marketing plan and, and the pre-launch marketing plan that all went into the to-do list as well. So, ah. 
So the to-do list was not just write the book. Mm. Um, it's easy to write a book and, and, <laughs> just, and just save it on your computer, put it on a shelf somewhere. But um, you know, the goal is to obviously build the audience and and to and get. I want people to read the book. You know, so um, so you know, early on, I, I knew that. So part of the goal here was to grow my my uh, email newsletter list. Um, and that's kind of what made it challenging going from six months to three months because that meant I have three three less months to to grow that that email newsletter um, and I had just kind of started building it you know this year around the time that I started writing the book so uh, I was basically starting from scratch with, with that list um, uh, so you know a, a lot of, a big part of the plan was to make sure that I'm posting weekly on my own blog. Mm. Make sure that I'm writing articles to submit to other blogs. I think I wrote a total of about between six and ten guest articles on other blogs over like a two-month span nice. um, le- leading up to the launch, um, and that that helped quite a bit. I mean, these are relationships that I've had over over a number of years. I, I've been guest guest blogging for a lot of these these sites, um, so so that definitely helped. Uh, let's see, marketing. Um, I kind of just, I you know what, I, I kind of just kept repeating, you know, talking about it all the time. Yeah. Um, honestly, that that felt that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable just really promoting it heavily all the time. Um, I hate being overly promotional. Uh, but you know, I mean, I have my own my own podcast and my blog, and and I am mentioning it there. And I'm, but I try to make you know what I'm talking about. Um, valuable in some way. It's not just mentioning the book. It's I'm, I'm trying to teach something. So I'd, I'd write an article about. I wrote a post on my blog about. Um, uh, you know, I think I wrote one called the marketing strategy for my upcoming book. So I'm just going through the things that I'm doing, trying to educate, um, while at the same time mentioning the book. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's, I know it's a tight, uh, tight rope that we walk online and, and marketing and stuff like that, and. Yeah, I, I don't see, I don't have a problem with folks, you know, either constantly, not constantly talking about it, but if, if it's a consistent, is probably a better word, consistently mentioning or, or talking about it, because the whole while you're doing this, you're, you know, just saying like, oh, you know, just finished another chapter in my book, or just got a great idea for, for this section of the book, or, um, you know, slimming down on some of the content so that's such a, not such a long read or whatever. That's like it's like sort of like an inside look to what's going on behind the scenes with what you're doing, and it's not just like right you know working on my book. Hope you pre order it, <laughs> or yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, it's not it's not so it's not like so heavy or or just overwhelming. Um, so I don't mind that, and I think it's a good thing. It's a thing that people can take away is you know it's it's okay to promote yourself that way, I guess, right? You know, constantly reminding folks what you're working on because you're proud of it, number one, and it is an attention economy. So if folks aren't paying attention, um, it's going to be difficult to kind of scoop them up later. Yeah, and, you know, I think the key here is, is also just to always educate and, or, or just provide some value in, in some way. I mean, in this case, the, the book is intended to, to educate on a, on a particular topic. So um, all of my articles, all of my posts um, leading up to it uh, or most of them were around the same topics from the book. I mean, I, I would even take um, excerpts of certain chapters and then turn them into blog posts. Mm. Um, some of them were kind of standalone posts, and, and then some of them were like taken out of the book. Um, 
And then the same thing with the guest articles. You know, they're they're all on the same. I mean, I wrote those as like unique articles, but um, they're all around the same topics, right? Um, as, as those found in, in uh, Design for Conversions. So nice, nice. Um, so you launch, you send out the big email, get everybody excited, get everybody going. You get three different tiers that people can purchase, not just uh, the book, but uh, a book with. Uh, some videos, and then uh, a, a premium package, I guess, lack of a better word, where you actually spend some time uh, chatting with folks who purchase the book and watch the videos and give them some feedback. Um, wh- wh- how was that? How did you figure all that stuff out, and, and how are sales going? Yeah, I mean, I really, I, I'm, I am really excited about the two, about the the extras, like the extra resources that, I, that I'm packaging with it. So the there are seven... Um, videos, uh, and and these are seven seven um, case study interviews that I do with other designers. Nice. Um, I invited other designers on to basically walk me through one marketing website that they designed, and and we did about a thirty or forty minute interview with each person, um, just kind of digging into to a single site that they did, um, their their strategy, their thought process behind it. They would share their screen and, and kind of show like early mockups of of, of, the, of their sites and things like that. So um, that was really helpful, and that really did like kind of bridge the gap between um, some of the ideas in the book and then seeing those ideas in action. Um, it, it, was, it was you know really cool to see. Mm. Um, and then the other the other thing that I, that I'm really excited about in the in the top plan is um, I am offering. Um, uh, rec- private recorded video sessions, um, basically video reviews of, of your site. So if you're working on um, launching a marketing site for your product, um, maybe you, you've just launched it or you're planning a redesign or you've just redesigned it, um, you know, I, I can spend uh, 30 or 45 minutes with you uh, kind of going through your site, giving you feedback, um, asking questions of you, and then we can, we can record this over Skype and, uh, and, and, you know, you can keep the recording, refer back to it later, share it with your team, that, that sort of thing. So, um, so I'm, 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 I just enjoy that kind of stuff anyway. So I'm nice. excited about it. Nice. Um, I, what, what would your, what's your most popular channel? Are you, are you just doing the direct sales like through your, through your own site and through your newsletter? Or do you have it, you know, affiliate posted somewhere else? Is there one that's performing better than another? Uh, so there isn't, there, there is no affiliate program for it at this point. Um, I just haven't had time to really look into ways of setting that up. Not in Barnes um, and Nobles or anything. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, it's, it is totally self-published, yep. uh, uh, you know, available on, on my site. Um, so let's see. So in terms of the, the packages, so I think, um, I think, was it Nathan Barry or, or someone I think he did. Uh, he posted an article a while back, um, comparing his approach to to selling books and packages versus um, Sasha Grief, uh, another designer um, author, and um, and just kind of you know comparing the, the revenue models when you when you do introduce multiple tiers, um, and and it is it is more effective to have the, the three packages. I mean, that's not really the reason why I, I chose that way. I I really just wanted to add a lot more value in that middle and upper tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know yeah, I mean having having the additional packages in addition to the book itself, um, I've definitely seen that that from sales. You know people 
people really are are interested in getting those those extras and, and you know getting the complete package. So nice, and it, you know just that whole that whole value add, and it just makes it feel like hey, it's just not a one off because you know eBooks and web marketing for at least the last two years, right? It's like what everyone said is, you know, you put up a landing page, put up your ebook, put up a white paper and get somebody to sign up, buy it, download it, off you go. It's so easy. <laughs> you, yeah. you too can be a millionaire. Um, and even if people didn't buy the medium and, and high-end package of your book, at least it kind of validates that you're doing more than, than just the typical ebook, right? Um, and hopefully in their eyes, they say, well, look, I, I, I really can't afford the high end, but hey, I, I, if I know he's putting all this other extra effort in it and he's willing to sit, sit down and record a session with me for a half hour, then the material is probably good. And, um, you know, I might as well just buy the book anyway, right? Um, or at least that's what we all hope. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it has been good. And, you know, uh, I also let people upgrade from, from one plan to the other if, if they want to, you know, do that at a later time. So, um, Nice. Yeah. Um, looking back through your process of outlining and gathering your thoughts and, and putting a roadmap together to launching, to promoting, if you could do it all over again, what would you do different? Uh, hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that is a great question. There, there are definitely some things. I mean, I actually do plan to write another book. Um, wow, uh, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm already like, thinking i already have actually like a topic and things that i'm thinking about um but i mean it's not going to happen soon <laughs> uh, i definitely my writing I, I definitely need to kind of take a break from writing for a while yeah. um but yeah i mean there there are things i mean so one one thing is th this is a design book um so there are lots of images mm -hmm. um i mean it, it you know i just have to illustrate i mean every chapter i think has something like between five and over 10 images per chapter. So probably over 50 or 60 images throughout the book. Um, just preparing those images, insert, inserting them into the book, formatting them in, in the right way. Um, that really took a lot of extra time and effort. Um, that could have cut down the, the, the production process. Um, not that I, I mean, they, they do add value to the book. So if, if I were writing another book on, you know, something design or, or something visual, then Absolutely, I, I would still, you know, need need to include those images. But um, I think the next time around, or at least the topic that I'm thinking of for the next book, it's it's going to be a little bit heavier on on text and less images. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. I, I think another. This is not like a regret or anything, but just um, now I, I have such a, a stronger focus on my newsletter. Mm -hmm. So. Like the blog is one thing, but the newsletter is really where I, I put most of my effort. Like I only send the best stuff and, and just like personal um, notes and things to my newsletter. Um, I'm really putting my effort there because I, I, I can really see over the long term how um, having a, a larger audience, a larger subscriber base will just make these launches um, much easier um, having that, that kind of launch pad in the future. So I, I would have liked to have more time to build up that that list before I launched, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the big thing moving forward. So I want to just challenge that uh, real quick because I hear a lot of folks say that, yeah, I'd, I, I want to send my, send my best stuff to the newsletter. Um, but why is that? Is it because of the folks that are on there are more in tune to listening to it? Because 
you know that they're not really going to share their newsletter, right? How many people actually hit that share button in MailChimp or, or wherever it might be um, to share that article to get your exposure? Or is it that you're just saying, look, they took the time to sign up to this and I just want to send my best stuff there. Like, why not send your best stuff to your blog? Uh well, I mean, I, I should kind of clarify something. I mean, some some people use their newsletter to send a lot of exclusive content that, mm -hmm. that blog readers don't see. Um, I do that once in a while, but but for the most part, um, the blog articles. Uh, so the newsletter will, will receive articles or, or receive like a link to an article that I, that I've posted to the blog. Mm -hmm. But when I say that the art, the the newsletter gets my best stuff, um, I don't. So I, I post quite a bit to the blog, but I don't send every post to the newsletter. Gotcha. Um, I only send you know the stuff that I think is really valuable, um, you know the the very best posts. So, um, like for instance, my my podcast. I think I, it's up to something like fifteen episodes. I think I've only actually mentioned like five of those episodes to the list. Gotcha. Um, the articles. You know, I I, I try to post something uh, once a week or so, um, but. Um, you know, I just try to make sure that that. I mean, really, the, the goal here is just to make sure that if if you subscribe to the list, I want to make sure that you're getting the most value out of it as possible. Mm. Um, and I want I, I don't ever want you to think that what I'm sending you is is fluff or you've heard it before or you know it, you know uh, what what you're getting from me. And, and if you're receiving an email from me, I want you to to expect that there's going to be something interesting, something that can actually help you in your work today or tomorrow. Um, something thought provoking, you know, um, it's, it's not just, uh, just fluff. So that's really what I'm, what I'm hoping for. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I asked that, well, well, let me ask you this question. What do you do? <laughs> Cause I know how I, how I react. Um, <laughs> but you send out that, you know, you, you say, I've got, I, I wrote a great email. Uh, it's going to be, everyone's going to love this. They're going to reply to me. They're going to, you know, sign up buy the book or just hit reply and, and chat me up. And then you get, you know, a rash of unsubscribes. How do you deal with that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer that, and then I'll say how I how I deal with it. <laughs> um, you know, unsubscribes happen. It's kind of a fact of life when, yep. um, in in the world of of email newsletters and marketing and things. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, every every time I send, I mean, almost every time I send, um, you know, there'll be a, a couple of unsubscribes usually. Um. um I you know I, I don't it, I don't really let it bother me too much. I mean I think if I, I, I don't want you to be on my list if you're not getting value out of it. Um, you know uh, I, I try to just I, I try to um, be as, as authentic and and try to provide as much value. Again I, I hate to keep repeating that, but yep. um, you know if I think some people might have signed up for the list uh, just to get the free chapter of the book or um, or or you know they they signed up for for whatever reason, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you need to unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't want you to um, stay, you know. Yeah, I, I know that, like, uh, you know, so I think I'm the only, and I, and I don't even think it, I know it, the only WordPress business podcast on the face of the planet Earth. And uh, the, <laughs> the uh, you know, I'll send out, uh, you know, a, a, an email like, you know, uh, Brian Clark of Copy Blogger, right? Probably like, one of the largest WordPress shops there is, and then I'll get like five unsubscribes. 
I'm like, wait, you signed up for a WordPress business podcast. Like this guy is the epitome of WordPress and business. <laughs> uh, you know, why? Yeah, but, it, you know, it could be like they just don't um, want your content in, in exactly. that channel. Yeah. You know, th maybe they, they prefer just following you on Twitter and coming to your blog once in a while, but um, they're just cutting down on the amount of email that, they, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah that's true. Thanks for, thanks for making me feel better, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, we're going to put you on the hot seat for a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about the book and, uh, what folks don't know is I'm going to be launching a Matt Report Pro pretty soon. Uh, where folks be able to sign up, uh, get uh, exclusive access to some of the Matt Report content, and <clears throat> more importantly, the backlog of all the podcasts, the 50-plus that, uh, that I've done over the last year-plus. Um, so if I were to read through your book, uh, what would you recommend I change for a call to action on, say, thematreport.com? What, what would your first initial response be to get somebody to say, you know what, this is what this place is all about, and here's where you sign up? Uh, sure. So let's see. So I guess two, two big things I can talk about here. One, um, again, sorry to, sorry to kind of harp on the same idea, but it's all about value. This is the first chapter in the book. Um, any product, any business, it's all about your, your value proposition. Mm -hmm. So in your case for, for Matt report, um, you've got over 50 episodes, um, you know, get, allowing customers to gain access to that. I mean, that, that is something of value. Um, and it's also about knowing your your customers, like like you said, WordPress uh, business folks, you know, um, people who are interested in, in interviews like like these, you know, talking to other startup and business owners in, in the WordPress space, um, you know, things that they just knowing the things that they care about, um, you, you know, whether it's like knowing how to move their business forward or um, to see kind of or hear the stories and case studies of of other entrepreneurs, you know. Um, Giving that stuff, I mean, that's the value that you're providing, right? So mm -hmm. um, really just kind of um, focusing, just laser focused on, on that value, on, on that benefit of what you get uh, when you subscribe to, to Matt Report Pro. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing that you mentioned uh, is that there's going to be some kind of forum, like a members only yeah, so there's a few things I'm kicking around. One would be a forum where uh, folks could actually exclusively talk about the show in the forum and maybe either post questions that uh, my guests might have access to or, uh, hey, if somebody had a question for you, I might track you down and say, hey, Brian, I get this question on the forum. They'd love to know the answer. Um, and then share that answer there um, and do something uh, to that effect. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think that, that right there in, in itself is, is very valuable. It's kind of... Um, uh, a gated community of, of, mm -hmm. of like-minded entrepreneurs, you know, and since since it is premium and they're paying, like it, it kind of filters out a lot of the a lot of the noise. Mm. So that's that's really important. So so these are just kind of benefits that you can focus on, um, mm. whether you're you're talking about it on the show or or in your copy on on the site. Um, so you asked about the call to action. Um, a few a few just general tips on on call to actions. I mean, one is. Um, if that's going to be it, you know, upgrade to Matt Report Pro, that should really be like the one thing that, that you're talking about or that you're promoting throughout your site. That's the one call to action. You don't want to um, dilute everything by having like three or four different call to actions. Like, yeah, um, yeah you know, you, you want to have the links to, to follow you on Twitter and get the RSS feeds and things like that. Um, but those are really secondary. I mean, the, the, the thing that you're promoting, the, the one action that you want people to take is um, watch or listen to an episode and then subscribe to to Pro. Mm. 
or upgrade to pro or something. Mm. Um, so, so that would be one, just kind of focus on one, one CTA. Another one is um, to just be really explicit about in, in using the, the words in your call to action. So whether it's copy on the site or the way you talk about it on the show, um, the explicit action that they're going to take. Um, you know, uh, click here to upgrade to, to pro or, um, or sign up here uh, to become a member. You know, just be very descriptive. Give, you know, be, just be very explicit about what, what is the action that, that you want them to take. Mm. Uh, it, a, lot of, a lot of websites, you'd, you'd be really surprised. I mean, you wouldn't. You, you run a web design job. So. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses just kind of assume that, that their customers or that their visitors know where to go next. Mm. Um, that's that may not always be so obvious. It's probably obvious to you as the business owner, but um, not to say that that visitors in general are, are dumb or anything like that. But it's just you know when when you see your site every day um, for a, a first time visitor, you, you just need to make it painfully obvious where that next step is and how they can get there, um, and what are the exact steps you want them to take. And then and then the last thing is just you know set their expectations. You know. You're you're going to receive uh, one year access for this price, and this is what's included. Um, you can cancel any time, so thirty day money back guarantee, whatever it is. Um, you know, you, you want to really just be completely clear, so that there are just no surprises. Right. Uh, and and that um, it's not about you know avoiding returns or or things like that. It's just people just feel more comfortable when they know exactly what they're getting into. Right. So, um, right. Cause, and you don't want to go through, uh, you know, two weeks or three weeks from, from now after the person signs up to, to saying like, Oh gee, this isn't, this isn't what I, I thought it was going to be. You know, you, you tricked me or whatever, or whatever. This wasn't the content. Well, just look, just then I, I gave the examples as best I could on the landing page. You bought into it. You have 30 days to return it or get your money back. Um, and that way there's no hard feelings moving forward because you want to continue to, to work with these folks. Um, or at least I know I do, uh, you know, moving forward. So honesty and, and having it up there and yeah, it's not about just a return policy, like you said. Yeah, totally. And you know, the other, the other thing here is whenever you're asking someone to purchase a product or even, or even when you're just asking for an email address to subscribe, you know, whether you're asking for money or you're asking for, for their email or something, there's always some some kind of natural friction there. So everybody is always on guard. I am, you you are, everyone is. You know, to to pull out the credit card or to enter my email address in some website, there's some kind of friction there. Like, do I trust this site? Do I trust this this person, this company? Um, is my information safe? You know, um, am I going to be ripped off here? So, so there's always that. That's always built in. Right. You can't avoid it. So so. When you're designing your call to actions and designing your site, designing your product, um, you want to just reduce that friction any way you can. So, um, just reinforcing the the positive aspects of of the transaction. You know, reinforcing that that cancel any time or um, or you know we we never spam you. We hate spam just as much as you do. You know, just just things like that. Um, and then again, just kind of setting expectations, being totally upfront about what's involved, what's included. Um, it just kind of makes the customer more comfortable and, and, and makes them feel better about moving forward 
converting, you know, and becoming a, a paying member. Yeah. And let me ask you this one last question on the same topic. If somebody is listening to this and they say, well, hey, Brian, this sounds great, but you know, I, on my site right now, I already do like SEO consulting and web development and, uh, you know, whatever they, PHP development, they have all these call to actions for all these services. Is it important for these folks to focus on just building out a landing page specifically for their new product or their new, uh, value proposition? Um, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to just generalize everyone. I, I think every, every situation is a little bit different. Um, you know, uh, I, was, I was talking to a friend the other day, uh, and he, his kind of design and, and uh, marketing agency basically offers two, two main services. Like one is, is kind of helping you with your site, and the other one is um, kind of a back office um, software, you know, to manage a business from from. from like internally, mm -hmm. um, so he was asking me for feedback on his on his homepage design about how how to separate these two uh, these two main services that he offers and um, basically like like he has you know two two big call to actions equally visible um, equally prominent right there on the homepage I mean I, that's that's pretty good um, but what we talked about was how he could he could lead those into uh, like you said, I mean, landing pages or, or just kind of um, services pages talking about what those different options are. But then there, are, there can also be channels that lead um, groups of visitors to his site. So separately, he might have um, a landing page or, or some kind of educational course or something specifically about that um, internal service that he provides. Right. Um, so they might hit that first before they ever even see the homepage. So you know, people, different visitors kind of take different paths into your into your world that that you're creating here. So um, uh, you know, th there are, there are many kind of paths and channels that you can optimize in different ways. Very cool, very cool. Well, awesome advice. Uh, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to explain uh, sort of what's been going on in your world, launching a book, and all the fun and pain that <laughs> goes along with it. Uh, but it sounds more uh, fun uh, than painful. Um, I'm just thinking in my head, man, if I were to start writing a book, I don't even know where to begin. Um, but you got some good uh, foundation here, so definitely going to use that. Um, you got it was a lot of work, though. I mean, there, <laughs> oh, yeah. there were definitely days where I was just like, I know I need to write today, and I'm just not in the mood. But I <laughs> just kind of pushed through it. Yeah. So. Um, we got a little, uh, a little offering, a little special for, for the listeners uh, to grab access to your book? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for you Matt Report listeners out there, uh, you can get 20% off of uh, any package for the book. Um, and this is going to be good for one week from, from the day that this episode goes live. So we'll, we'll work that out, Matt. Yep. Um, so to get that, you can go to um, the URL for that would be castjam.com. That's my site, castjam.com slash mattreport, all, all one word, all lowercase. And that'll, uh, that'll take you to um, the, the page where you can get that, that discounted price. Beautiful. And we'll have that in the notes. We'll have that in the blog post. I'll put it in my email. Um, put it on my Twitter feed. Tattoo it to my forehead <laughs> so that everybody can see it uh, so they can get access to this. Because I think a lot of folks listening um, are going to get uh, a lot of great uh, advice and some uh, actionable stuff uh, out of your book. Uh, well, Brian, I, th I think that's it for me. It's, it's, it's kind of weird ending the show without a typical 
lightning round, but we've already done that. And uh, <laughs> everybody listening can go back and, and see the lightning round with Brian in his original episode. Uh, so, Brian, thank you for taking the time to doing the show. No problem. Thanks for having me on again, Matt. Uh, uh, great and, job with, with everything that you've done here on that report. And, you know, it's all awesome stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, one last time, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Yeah, so uh, mostly I'm, I'm on Twitter, at CastJam. Um, my site is CastJam.com. And uh, you can send me an email anytime, Brian at CastJam.com. Awesome, Brian. Uh, talk to you next time. Okay. All right. See you, Matt.